Holiday hiatus, man. We back at it with uh, another episode of the Twenty Four Twelve Pod. It, yeah, man. Happy New Year to y'all, man. We missed y'all. It's good to be back. As always, you already know. I'm gonna start out the New Year saying it. We always got a lot in store for y'all, man. We got a a New Year's resolution list for teams around all these leagues, man. We gonna give y'all today, and of course, our usual NBA updates and our NFL updates. So just stick around with us, man. But first, you already know what to do, man. Go ahead and give us a follow on all social media platforms at the 2412 Pod, IG, Twitter, TikTok, and go ahead and subscribe to us on all streaming platforms. Leave us a nice little five-star rating, if you please. So, you know, we appreciate it as usual. All right, so, Jay, we're going to get into the, the New Year resolutions, oh, yeah. man. Oh, yeah, New Year, teams? man. We made it. To 2022 out here, so hey, me and your master feeling New Year's spirit. So we both chose ten teams from you know all different sports. Um, what we think they should have is their New Year's resolutions, man. Um, your master, you want to start it up, man? Uh, yeah, my my first one is very personal. You feel me? Because it's it's my favorite team. I feel like on on our New Year's resolution list, the New England Patriots need a number one receiver. That that's that's first and foremost. Yeah, that's for sure. They've been needing a number one receiver for a couple of years now. Yeah, that's our yeah New Year's resolution should be to get a number one receiver. We don't, I don't know how that's gonna go, but it better happen. That's all. <laughs> I, that's all I know. Yeah, we you want me to keep going, man? Cause I got a, I say I got the Packers. They need a home NFC Championship game, which I think they might get most likely. Uh, next, I have the Mavericks, and I believe their Revolution will be getting Definitely. Luka some help and Luka yes. getting in shape. <laughs> both, both of them, both of them. Uh, next, I got the Bills, and I feel like their resolution should be finding a running game besides Josh Allen. That's very huge. It's going to be very useful in the playoffs. Next, I had the Pelicans, and I feel like their resolution should be to relocate to Seattle and bring back the Super Sonics. I live the Super Sonics, man. Let's go. I got the Celtics next. They just need a, they need a point guard. They, their resolution should be to get an actual pass-first point guard that can set up JT and Jalen Brown. Next, I had the Knicks. And I feel like their resolution should be is to find a number one scoring option because they just have nothing but a whole bunch of role players. They have no stars, no superstar. They they ain't got nothing, so they need a, a star slash a number one scoring option. Next, I have the Cowboys, and I, their resolution should be is to win another playoff game. We're going we to see if they can do that this year. Next, I have the Trailblazers, and I feel like their resolution should be finding a trade for C.J., Dame or both, and just nuke the whole team. And last but not least, yeah, I got your Lakers over here, man. They resolution is to be is to find some defense. Yeah, yeah, for sure, definitely need defenders, especially wing defenders, man, and guys that can guard quick guards on the opposing team because definitely missing that big time. But yeah, I'm gonna start off with my my ten teams that I chose, man. Me and you had a couple of the same, but I get started, man. You know, I had to start with my. Favorite team, you know, you just mentioned the Lakers. Uh, you said the defense, that's big. But my thing is for AD to get healthy and return back to his 2020 form. Because for the Lakers, if they want to have any chance of advancing the playoffs, they're going to have to have AD play dominant like he did in 2020, man, because LeBron can't keep carrying the team on his, his shoulders like he has been. Um, next, I got the hometown team, the Charlotte Hornets. Um, their New Year's resolution, they need a big man. I think that's the the final final piece Thanks. for them, man. They got a great young nucleus there with uh, Lamelo, Bridges, uh, PJ Washington. You know they got a couple good vets: Gordon Hayward, Terry Rozier, Pito Kelly Oubre, yeah, Book, Book Knight. But they um have been missing a, a true center basically since they since Al Jefferson way back to Bacchus days. Honestly, they haven't had a, a good center since then. Honestly, <laughs> mm. uh, Plumlee's a solid role player, but he's just not going to do it. I love to see them go out and acquire somebody like Miles Turner or Sabonis from Indiana. I think that'll be the final piece for them to take the next step. Um, my third team, 
taking another NBA team, the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, and this should be pretty obvious, man. We all tired of the Ben Simmons drama. So that New Year's resolution has to be finding a trade for Ben Simmons. I mean, honestly, I think the best trade out there for them right now, realistically, is Ben for um, De'Aaron Fox in Sacramento because I think they want a, a star scoring point guard. I feel like that's the closest thing they can possibly get. There's rumors that, you know, Sacramento has everybody on the team available right now except for Halliburton. So I think a Ben Simmons for a De'Aaron Fox swap would be pretty nice for both teams. My bad for you going. Where does Tyrese Maxey go after that? Or does he just come off the bench? Uh, or does De'Aaron Fox come uh, off the bench? De'Aaron would definitely start for sure. Uh, I think Tyrese would be like the, the sixth man, which I think he'll be great in the sixth man role, like the Jordan Clarkson type role. I think Tyrese Maxey would be great in that. Okay, fair. Uh, next team, moving on to another NBA team. Me and you actually had the same one with this, man, the Knicks. Uh, it was another obvious New, Year, New Year's resolution for them. Number one score option. I mean, Julius Randle, nice and everything, but he's more of a, a number three guy on a true championship team and a number two guy on a team that can make it deep in the playoffs. So New York really needs that number one scoring option. They haven't had that since Melo left. So we'll see if the Knicks be able to find that number one scoring option between now and the offseason. Uh, number five, we stand in New York with the uh, Brooklyn Nets, man. Uh, their New Year's resolution is for Kyrie to become vaccinated just so he can play at the home games because – and this might work in a regular <laughs> season, but when the playoffs come around, man, I don't know how, how this is going to be with chemistry and these uh, series, long series and stuff like that with having him only playing away games. I mean, the momentum of the series might swing just because he can't play in the home game. So Brooklyn definitely needs for Kyrie to become vaccinated uh, in the new year. Uh, number six, going out to college basketball, ACC, my UNC Tar Heels, man. We definitely need a defensive identity. That's been the main weakness so far this season. Haven't had many quality wins at all. Offense has been great, but defense has definitely taken a major step back the last couple of years. Just guys just getting beat by simple backdoor cuts. For some reason, Carolina never recruits guys that can guard the three-point shot. I never understood it. So definitely need a defensive identity for Hubert Davis and the North Carolina Tar Heels. Number seven, standing in the state of North Carolina. Favorite NFL team, my Carolina Panthers, man. Couldn't just choose one because, I mean, so problematic this year. Yeah, they need everything. <laughs> so I chose three. They need it. First, they need an offensive line. Definitely, you can't give anything major in the NFL, man. It starts in the trenches, y'all. So I don't care who your quarterback is. If you don't have an O-line to protect them, you're not going to succeed. Need an O-line. Taylor Moe's our only good offensive lineman. Uh, need a quarterback. After you build them trenches, you need a quarterback. You got to have a guy that can get the ball down the field. We had the worst quarterback situation in the league right now with Cam, PJ Walker, and Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold, best Who we have committed to pay $18 million to next year by picking up his option before the season even started to see what we had in him. So we on the hook for $18 million next year, which is crazy. And we gave up a second-round pick this year for him also. So Carolina, very tough, man. So we're at us in the draft this year or draft next year or finding a way to get some type of quarterback who may be on the trade market this offseason, have to fix that quarterback situation. Then third, yeah, first I was a Matt Rule guy, man, but I think we need a, a fresh new coaching staff. Joe Brady was the first domino to fall, but I feel like Matt Rule has lost the team, lost the culture, everybody in the Carolinas want Matt Rule gone, which means nobody's going to go to the games until he's gone. I mean, I, Matt Rule's a – yeah, man. Rule. Like I said, he, he just schemes – just looking at the schemes this year, man, just – Look like a college offense out there. Everything is so predictable offensively. It's frustrating to watch. I think he's a great college coach, or he'll be a good coordinator, but I would like for the Panthers to get a coach that has serious NFL experience uh, for them to take the next step, man. So I think a new coaching staff would be great for the Panthers just starting off fresh again. All right, moving on to a team that I definitely do not like, but, you know, everybody talks about them, the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> And this is simple. I think, like you mentioned earlier, man, for them not to choke in the playoffs and to advance, you know, past the first round. So, Dallas Cowboys, do not choke in the playoffs for your New Year's resolution because we will be watching. All right, number nine, standing in the NFL, the Kansas City Chiefs. For them to clinch the number one seed, where they, I thought they had it in the bag, but Tennessee currently. Tennessee, I actually do. We're going to talk about it later, but yeah, they took the air, so Tennessee yep. got it right now. Which is crazy. It, I mean, we're going to talk about the playoff picture later. Yeah, it's crazy. NFL man. crazy right now, man. But yeah, Kansas City's New Year's resolution is to clinch the number one seed. So 
you know, the AFC can run through Arrowhead, which is a very tough place to win it, especially in the playoffs. And finally, rounding out number 10, uh, my favorite baseball team, the 2021 World Series champion Atlanta Braves, is re-signing the face of the franchise, Freddie Freeman. Don't know why they have gone this long without coming to a contract agreement. Obviously, the league is in a lockout right now, so they can't sign anybody currently. But as soon as lockout over with, they need to have a contract right in Freddie's face, give him whatever he wants, man. He's the franchise. He's been there since the jump. So give Freddie that lifetime deal or whatever, man. So, Braves, your New Year's resolution is re-signing Freddie Freeman. Yes, sir. But, yeah, there's going to be an interesting 2022 in all the sports leagues, man. So we'll see if these teams really listen to us with these New Year's resolutions because they they all need them. Everything we mentioned, (laughs) major needs. Yes, sir. But, yeah, speaking speaking of major needs, man, we got a couple of quality players coming back that a couple championship contenders definitely need to help them potentially win the championship this year. Yes, sir. The NBA, Kyrie Irving. And Clay Thompson returning this week. Um, Kyrie is supposed to come back tomorrow night against the Indiana Pacers. Uh, obviously, he can only play the away games right now. He has the best part-time job in the history of jobs, man. <laughs> like this dude is. Yeah, yeah. Kyrie good. He good. Bro, still getting paid like fifteen million dollars a year. Bro, bro, a part-time yeah. hooper. Like, <laughs> you know how many dudes want to be a part-time hooper? Like, American Dream. <laughs> it's it's crazy. Play half the game, still get a lot of money. Like it, he might not even play half. The thing is, he might not even play half the exactly. games. That's the thing. He might only play like a fourth of the games, but shoot, bro, I have been a part time hooper, so hats off to him. Then, of course, we've been waiting on this next guy for a couple of years now. Clay Thompson, man, basically done missed the last three seasons. He's um potentially expected to come back on Sunday when the Warriors play the Cleveland Cavaliers. If I'm not mistaken, so I'm definitely happy about Clay returning, man. One of my favorite players to watch. Of course, man. Who isn't hype about Clay Day returning, man? But I, I got, I got to say something regarding his stiff real quick. Like, I got to apologize for the last episode. We were celebrating this three point record, and I said the number wrong. So I just, I just wanted to clarify it right here, even though it's been a couple weeks. The number was two thousand nine hundred and seventy four and counting. You know, I had had said two thousand seven hundred ninety four. So I just wanted to get that, get it out of the way. But yeah, Clay Day returning is is it's it's about time. We we waited too long. He's waited too long, and it's just, it's just something the league has desperately needed for years. Definitely, the league is definitely the league is definitely fun to, to watch with Clay is healthy. But yeah, young mess, I gotta ask you this, bro. All right, who is more important? Do you think um, between Brooklyn, Kyrie come back to Brooklyn, or Clay come back to Golden State with them, you know, helping their chances of winning the championship? I would say Clay coming back to Golden State because even though you do have everybody around Steph and Draymond playing good right now, Clay is really the only one with playoff experience. And he's the second scoring option that Steph really needs to be able to do what he wants to do as well. So and I mean we see what K D doing and James Harden doing without Kyrie, but I mean Kyrie is is what what is can get it going with the three headed monster, but I feel like Clay is more important. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Just because that chemistry, the Splash Bros, you know, have proven that they had over the last eight or so years, man. So you know, if Clay comes back, anything or what he used to be, they definitely gonna be a problem. They already a problem without him. So with him back, uh, halfway healthy, man, the Warriors definitely gonna be a serious problem. I think Brooklyn is good enough without Kyrie to make it out easy with just James and KD on their team. But, of course, Kyrie can help. I mean, you can never have too much help. But, like I said earlier, I think it might be a problem in the playoffs with chemistry issues if Kyrie's still only playing away games. True. So, I mean, I don't know if it could re- it'll really mess everything up. Because, I mean, if as long as James Harden... I think he's figured it out. He's like how to, when to facilitate and when to score. When Kyrie coming back, I feel like it, it's not. It's really not going to be as hard since he knows what to do now. That's true. Now they also talented man. KD, Kyrie, and James also talented, so they they can just figure stuff out on the fly. I'm a firm believer. If just one of Kyrie or James Harden was healthy last year when during the playoffs, they definitely at least would have made it to the NBA Finals and and beat Milwaukee in that series for sure. 
Oh no. Let's uh, see. If they was all healthy, Milwaukee did. I feel like they would have got swept. That's oh yeah, my Bro- it was Brooklyn's championship to lose last year. They were healthy. Brooklyn definitely was about to win the chip last year. But you know, injuries always come into play every year. Like, do you have any predictions though, man? Like, yeah. you think when Clay come back, you, any predictions on what his scoring averages might be? Steve Kerr said he gonna be starting, so he gonna he gonna be right in. He gonna be right into it. I ain't, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm confident. So I'm gonna say Clay, Clay gonna come back. You feel me? Because he gonna be shooting. Oh yeah. So I mean, it's it's easy to say he could be, he can get that twenty piece. You feel me? So I think, I feel like yeah, I think it'll be easy for get to get that twenty piece if he's just gonna be putting those shots. On oh him. yeah. I think they're gonna bring him along slowly at first. You know, with his minutes, he probably gonna start out playing about twenty five minutes a game or so. Then they're gonna slowly ramp him up. But the Warriors system, man, is just so smooth. I feel like it's easy for a guy to just step back in. It's yeah, it's gonna be lovely to see uh, Draymond setting him up back in his spots. Him him doing it for Clay and uh, Steph at the same time is gonna be. Lovely Bro, I miss that so much. I don't care if you hate the Warriors or not, man. If you're a true basketball fan, just watching Warriors basketball is beautiful. One of my favorite teams to watch in the league. Beautiful. If you don't like that, <laughs> then you don't like NBA basketball. <laughs> for real, for real. And uh, Kyrie end up, man, I think he the away games that he do play, he going to do his usual thing, man. He going to average about 20 points, 20-plus 20 points a game because, I mean, he's just a bucket getter regardless. Can't nobody stop him. <laughs> so he's going to get his buckets regardless, man. James Harden going to be more, you know, of a facilitator role like he was when he first got there and just feed Kyrie and KD all day, and they both going to feast. Yeah, but I said that mean James ain't. James ain't nah. have to do much. He definitely don't. James would definitely be like the facilitator point guard. We're going to average about 12 assists per game. Kyrie going to play off the ball, which Kyrie is really a shooting guard and a point guard's body. And then KD going to always get his easy baskets anyway. So, yeah, I'm excited to see both these guys come back, man, because the league is a much better place when both Kyrie and Clay are playing. So I'm definitely hyped about this. But uh, speaking of these guys coming back, man, both these guys' teams, Brooklyn and Golden State, they still at the top of their uh, standings in their respective conferences. So, yeah, I'll give you a quick rundown of what we got in the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference of the standings. You know, a lot has changed since the um, last couple of weeks since we've been up here. So, I'll give you a rundown of the top 10 teams, you know, the teams from 1 to 10. They go from, you know, the 7 through 10 teams that still got the play-in tournament this year. So, we're going to start out with the Eastern Conference. Chicago, man, they number one seed, they 25 and 10. Very impressed with the Bulls so far this year. I got Brooklyn, number two seed, 23 and 12. Milwaukee coming in at number three seed, 25 and 14. Miami, the four seed, 23 and 15. Cleveland got the five seed at 21 and 16. Philly at the six seed at 20 and 16. Then you got the seven through 10 teams with the, the playing comes in uh, play right here. Washington, uh, the seven seed, 19 and 18. Charlotte right behind them in 19 and 19. Boston, 18 and 19. And Toronto coming in at number 10 at 16 and 17. But the team I, I've been most impressed with in the East this year were two teams. Chicago, obviously, number one seed, 25 and 10. I mean, I love their all-season moves. I expected a big year out of them. DeMar DeRozan is playing at an MVP-type level right now. I would probably have him third in the MVP rankings right now after Steph and KD. And... Nah, I might have to put Giannis in there. Nah. I don't know. Right now, bro, I think DeMar might be ahead of Giannis just because of the way the Bulls been playing, bro. Right now, I think at the end of the season, going to change. But as of right now, just the way the Bulls been playing and DeMar is putting up crazy good numbers and he being clutch and consistent all year. So I would put him third right now because they, they, they're at the top of the East. So you got to respect that. But Chicago is definitely gelling in perfectly. I'm, I'm curious to see, though, how would this translate into the playoffs? Because we know DeMar... In the past, has proven that he's a great regular season player, but with his transition over to the playoffs, I mean, he ain't playing LeBron James True. no more, so we'll see. But he's got True. Kevin Durant, so it's not much. It's True. not much easier. And Giannis, so it's definitely not yeah. much easier. So, and they can't shoot, so they get a team that can run a zone on them. It might be. I wraps. think the bull ceiling this year is the Eastern Conference Finals. I I just don't see them being able to beat Brooklyn or Milwaukee if they both healthy in the seven game series. Probably. What about Philly though? That's the, that's the real that's the real question too. Because you yeah. can say Philly's 
almost the best defensive team besides Milwaukee. Yeah, I can see Philly sneaking up uh, on a team like Chicago. I'm anxious to see, though, if once it's being Simmons staying in, also who Philly can potentially add to that team, especially if they can get another score. And then uh, the next team I'm interested in that's surprising this year, the Cleveland Cavs, man, they 21-16. I, mean, I did not see this jump coming from them, honestly, man. So they definitely took a big step. Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, Jerry Allen, man, oh, they all been balling this year. Yeah, to say ever since Colin went down, Darius Garland finally got to show that he was the, the point guard of the future in, in Cleveland. Evan Mobley, probably rookie of the year. For sure. And Jerry Allen, always been a, a competent big man. You know what I say? He's young, so... He looked like he about thirty, but he young, so he he got enough time to grow. So yeah, they got a they got a good young core over there. They lost Ricky Rubio. I'm sad about it. my boy Rick Rubio's tearing that, that was ACL. A big loss. They picked up Rondo. We'll see if they help a little bit. Yeah. So I think the Rondo pickup probably help him. I mean, veteran point guard presence, you know, backing up Darius Garland. So I think like that pick up for Cleveland. I'm hyped for them, man. It's the most exciting they've been outside of LeBron James era. In the last 25 to 30 years, for real. They finally got some foundation pieces to build around down there. Then moving on to the play-in seeds, I'm, I'm really looking at Washington and Charlotte, you know, battling out at 7 and 8. I'm really hoping Charlotte is able to get up to that number 6 seed because, you know, I don't want them to have to deal with that play-in tournament. You know, they're in the home team, so I'm really pulling them in to make some noise in the playoffs this year. Yeah, of course. It would, it would be nice to... See a playoff, see a, a playoff series in Charlotte. Well, yeah, take some games take place in Charlotte oh, yeah. in the playoff series. Oh Meaningful. yeah, because they can sneak in the playoffs, man. I would not want to see them in the first round if I was one of those top seeds because they definitely got a chance to win. You know, win some games there because they got a high power offense. So I would not want to see Charlotte. I think that thinking about it, they might not, they might be the only team right now that I would. Yeah, they're the bottom seeds in the in the play. Yeah, they might be the only one. We got three teams that's way down here, though, who, you know, coming into the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Hawks. Yeah, it's yeah. COVID, man. Ten, them 10 days, them 10-day dudes. Yeah. Because they played the Bulls like three times in a row or something like that and lost yep. every single one of them. So out of these three teams, towards the bottom of the East right now, out of Boston, New York, and Atlanta, which team do you think has the best chance of getting in the playoffs? Between Boston and Atlanta, and I and I want to go in Atlanta just because Trey Young last night fifty six fourteen and lost to the Trail Blazers, and he's second in the league and scoring averaging twenty eight. So I might just have to go with Atlanta just off the street to Trey Young. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to Atlanta too. If they can just stay healthy, I think they they too talented to miss the playoffs. They if they healthy, they got way too much talent on that team to miss the playoffs. So I think they're gonna find a way to sneak in there. And at least get in the playing tournament. They get in the playing tournament. I think they definitely going and winning the playing tournament and get to the regular playoffs. So the East is definitely much improved this year overall. It's basically flipped this year. It's like the East looking like the West and the West looking like the old East as far as standing was. <laughs> I'd say both of them were pretty close. Both top heavy oh, for yeah. sure. Speaking of the West, I'm gonna go ahead and run down the West uh, top ten teams real quick. Golden State still leading the way, the number one seed at 29-7. Phoenix coming in at number two, 28-8. Utah coming in at number three, 27-10. The Memphis Grizzlies, man, a surprise, number four at 24-14. Denver at number five, 18-17. Dallas coming in at number six, 19-18. And the seven through ten teams, the current playing teams. Both the L.A. teams right there, man, neck and neck. The Clippers, number seven seed, 19-19. Lakers with the same record, number eight, 19-19. The Timberwolves at number nine, 17 and 20, and the Kings rounding out the playing teams in the number 10 at 16 and 22. But I got I got to start with the Memphis Grizzlies. I got to show them some love. I haven't shown them much love all year, but the Grizzlies are for real. They here to stay. They was balling when John Morant got hurt. I thought me and everybody else thought they, you know, they was, might fall down a little bit without John Morant, but they just a well coached team, got a lot of good young guns on the team. Like guys like Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr. Dylan Brooks been hooping this year, and then when Jaw Jaw is coming back and just exploded, man, he he's the next one up. Like he's that next star in the league, I would say. After you know Giannis and KD, Jaw's that next guy, man. He's he's really doing his thing this year. 
Yeah, I'll be getting that. I know Jacool. He Jacool and all. Yeah, he's he the yep. next star. I'm still looking at Lamelo Ball. I'm gonna keep it. And and Desmond yeah. Bain was wild another day. He said John the best point guard in the league. I was yeah, like, hey, bro, you wild. They're still the best. I think John and Lamelo are like neck and neck though. But I think right now, if we talking about right now, I think John is looking a little bit stronger. That's everybody. Everybody else can take John. I'm I'm gonna keep it high with you. I'm 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 keep I'm keeping the walking triple double. Y'all y'all can have y'all can have John. I'm cool. He cool though. But yeah, they definitely been hooping. Yeah. Especially without him, you would have. He, he, he missed a, a bunch of. He missed a chunk of games, too. Even That was in the little span where they beat OKC by like 70 yeah. points, something like that. And they just took off after that. But them being 4C is, is pretty crazy. And he come back, and you know, he's giving them the spark. Just had 36, I think, against the, the Nets. Last night, two nights ago. Yeah, that mean don't he had in transition. But I like seeing teams like Memphis, man, fresh new young teams on the come up. They've been slowly coming the last couple of years. You know, they snuck into the playoffs last year. They beat Golden State in the play in. They snuck in there. Yeah, yep. They, they got Utah. Utah a pretty good fight, man. Utah won round. handily, but they play Utah close every game. Yeah. So Memphis, their time was definitely coming. The Steven Adams pickup is looking real good. He's doing all the dirty work from them down low too. So shout out to Taylor Jenkins, the coach of the Grizzlies, man. He, him and Billy Donovan up there for coach of the year candidates right now. Steve Kerr, obviously, too. Yeah, who you feel like they'll, they'll give it? That probably still ended up giving it to Steve Kerr. Probably. Either him or Maybe. Billy Donovan. One of them two right now. They, they, probably, nah, I feel like they'll probably end up giving it to Billy if they stay the number If they stay in the top yeah. three seeds. Cause just yeah, cause Chicago, man, they they've been down for so long. Like Chicago hasn't been relevant since the uh, Dead Rose. Cause if they fall out the top five, he nah. can't get it. Like, nah. But yeah, going to stay in Phoenix, man. They're gonna stay at the top all year. I feel the two LA teams are very interesting. The Clippers, we know they decimated with injuries this year. Kawhi been out the whole year now. Paul George down, so that explains why they down there at number seven seed. Lakers, man. Who would have thought, though? Who would have thought, though? I know the Lakers won the chip in the bubble and shit, but who yeah. would have thought that they would have been right down there with the Clippers <laughs> with no Kawhi and y'all almost down there healthy just without AD? Like, it, that's crazy. For real. Even with AD, y'all was still down there with them, which is, which is crazy. For real. But both LA teams disappointing right now. The Cl- the Paul George is out, too, my bad. Yep. The Clippers, though, is interesting because it's like, they went all in to get Kawhi and Paul George. Yeah, so and both of them out at the same time. Yeah. Now it's like, would the Clippers ever win a championship with those two guys? If they don't, it'll be a failure. And this is show it's pitching shoulders again, too. So it's not looking too good for them boys. We all knew coming in, especially Kawhi, you know, they was injury prone superstars anyway, but the Clippers gave up all those picks and players and Shea Gillis Alexander, who's looking crazy good for the Thunder right now for Paul George. So It'll be a big letdown if they didn't win a chip while they got PG and Kawhi on the team, which is not looking likely right now. PG and Kawhi's contracts, matter of fact, I think they can opt out in two years, if I'm not mistaken. Because Kawhi, no matter if I'll take that back, Kawhi just resigned for the match this past offseason. But I think he does have an opt down in a couple of years, and PG the same. I think they did a contract the same. I got to search that, though. But I think they got opt out clauses in the next couple of years coming up. So they don't, if they don't win, I can definitely see at least Paul George out in that. Kawhi might be just chilling at this point in his career, just want to stay home the rest of his career in L.A., but I can definitely see Paul Probably George trying to move on. He ain't got to do much. Right, and Kawhi don't want his chills. I mean, he good. Yeah, two. got two finals MVPs. Yeah. Defensive player of the year. All defensive team, all first teams. He ain't got to do nothing else. Nothing. So, maybe maybe people want him to get an MVP, but he don't really need that either. All right, I mean, he 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 already a Hall of Famer regardless. I mean, he's good. <laughs> Facts. Yeah, and the Lakers, man, same old, same old with the Lakers. AD still been out. LeBron's been carrying the team like crazy, though. I have been impressed with LeBron recently. He's playing at the MVP level. Obviously, he's not up there because the Lakers still trash, but he's been carrying the team much back. I saw some. I, I was I was I was see I saw some wild stuff on Twitter, man. Some dude said LeBron ended twenty twenty one as the best player on the planet. Hey, the last couple of weeks he was playing like, I man, that's cap. 
That nigga did not end no year being the best player on the planet at all. I'm not trying to hear none of that. No, he's not. No. He's not. I'm just saying the last couple of weeks he was playing like it. KD, to me, is the best player on the planet right now. Man, that, that shouldn't even count. It was two and seven when he was, I mean, two and five in their last seven when he was averaging 30. He wasn't the best at nothing but losing, averaging 30 at that time. I'm not. I mean, I can't blame that. This one, I can't, I really can't blame on LeBron. Because LeBron, we, he shouldn't even have to do this much, to be honest. I'm not even defending. Because, you know, the LeBron's name is annoying, but LeBron shouldn't even have to do this much. He's really doing everything he can, I think, right now to drag the Lakers alone. Jonathan was talking about, man, the year Kobe got hurt. Uh, 2013, we said the year they got Dwight. Kobe literally had to carry the team on his back after they had a team full of stars, aging stars, just like this team. And everybody was hurt around him, so Kobe had to basically carry the team on, on his back. They barely sneak in the playoffs, and that's exactly what this year's Lakers team is looking like. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, though. That's his fault. He picked the roster. I he don't did. feel bad for this nigga at all. He did. He picked, yeah. he, he picked his poison. Now he got he to gotta deal with it. That is true. He did handpick Anthony Davis and handpick Russell to get Russell Westbrook. So that is very true. Because I, I don't have no sympathy because when Steph was in this same situation last year in the playing games, ain't none of them want to have no sympathy for him. So LeBron ain't getting none of mine either. I think the Lakers really messed up the past trade deadline by not going ahead and trying to trade for Cal Larry, by holding on to Taylor Horton Tucker and not getting Cal Larry. Yeah, y'all, they messed y'all, up. y'all keeping him. He got the bag and disappeared like Duncan Robinson, <laughs> boy. They, uh, he, he terrible. I don't know what happened. It, I think it's that L.A. pressure, man. Guys, it always happened. The Lakers rookies always look good the first year, but it's like when the limelight starting getting on the more, when everybody start hyping them up, they slowly regress, and then when they get to a new team, they take off with less pressure. That's why I think having a Horton Tucker. I feel like if LA trade him to another team, he's probably gonna play more to his potential. But it's just he's not a good fit with his roster because I mean he still he can't shoot at all, man. We need he's not gonna play off the ball, right? And Westbrook gonna be as ball dominant, so they can't be in there at the same time, right? It's just I have a lot of matchups that like I mean like uh, lineups that don't work. Cause the roster is like poorly constructed. It's a it's a lot of which I'm really disappointed in, cause how y'all built the ro- how Palinka built the roster in under a year when y'all won the bubble title. It's just like how couldn't you do it this time? Yeah, definitely missing out on Caruso. Also, his perimeter defense is being missed a lot. They need to go ahead and resign KCP. Stanley Johnson though. I mean, I was Ten impressed by Stanley. Stanley Johnson. I don't know what they waiting on, man. But Stanley Johnson came right in and automatically became one of our best defenders, which is sad. <laughs> so they need to keep him. He's a long wing player, can play defense. Go ahead and sign Stanley for the rest of the year. Definitely got to keep him. And they might, I don't know. They got to find some way at, by the deadline to, to try to find another long wing player that can that can be a three and D guy. Y'all, they got y'all better go get. I don't know what y'all got to got to give him, but y'all better go get Jeremy Grant. Yeah. I don't know what y'all gonna give him. Yes, bro, that is exactly who I was about to mention. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't know who y'all. I don't know who y'all gonna give to get Jeremy Grant though, because they don't they don't want Taylor Horton Tucker. That's they what I'm saying. Him. They got. We don't have no outside of Horton Tucker. He's literally the only young piece that we have. The best package we can put together is Horton Tucker, Kendrick Nunn, and you had to throw somebody like. DeAndre in there just Reeves to match salary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And with Detroit take that, I doubt it because if they put Grant on the trade trade market, I think they can get way more than that. So the Lakers just – That's what I'm saying. They're going to get something way better than that. Yeah. Jerry, he, can, he could probably end up going to the Bulls. Yeah. He can help the any Bulls contender, honestly, him, the way he plays. I say the Bulls can give him Kobe White, probably Javante Green. He, he can, they can give him some some good young pieces. Bro, he'll be so cold on the Bulls playing the, the scratch four position. He'll be that final missing piece in that starting lineup. That'd be cold. Cause it, w- it definitely would be. Patrick Williams got hurt, so they kind of miss him. He'll basically be a major upgrade to him, so that the Bulls will be serious contenders, I think, they got uh, Jeremy Grant. Everybody's scared though. Like I don't. The tra- why everybody so scared of the trade deadline? Right. Can you hear all these rumors about all these guys out here? Yeah. <laughs> don't nobody want to do nothing. The only, the only little trade we got is, is a little Rondo trade. That's all we got so far. Nobody. I'm about to say another one just happened, but it with the Jazz and I forgot what other team. But don't nobody care about that. I'm hoping close to the All Star break when trade deadline getting near, man, we gonna start seeing some ramping up. There are a lot of teams out here that got some holes to fill, including LA, which. Unless Palinka works some magic, man, we probably gonna be stuck with with his roster for the rest of the season. Sadly, that boy Westbrook, yes sir. My, my boy said my game is not predicated <laughs> on scoring the ball or not turning the ball over. 
I seen that. I'm like, nigga, what are you talking about? You're a point guard. I I don't know. Everything, I, I, I understand, you know, you got to save face for the media, but everything the Lakers been saying to the media just ain't been making sense. Like Exactly. I, I know they cover for each other, but you just got to make it make sense in the media because what him and LeBron been saying, and AD ain't been making sense at all. Exactly. It's, just like he, it's not instilling any type of confidence in me at all. That's why I already know this is a lost season. Lakers really had no shot at making it deep in the playoffs. I already know that, man. It's just, it's just not the year. Man, especially if LeBron got to keep doing what he doing, losing, scoring 30. Right. He, he ain't used to that. For real. He, t- he too old to be doing all that too, man. But, you know, as usual, we can talk about the Lakers forever, but we're we going to get off of them now. Uh, we'll keep you updated with the NBA um, news and stuff, standings going on throughout the course of the season. Uh, now we got to transition over to football, though. We're going to start off with college football, matter of fact. You now the college football playoff done started out. Uh, same old, same old as usual, man. You know, Disappointing. Yes. Blowouts. Cincinnati got beat by Alabama 26-7 to in a Cotton Bowl. He had Georgia killing Michigan, man, 34-11 to in the Orange Bowl. So, you know, that's disappointing, like you said. Man. Jim asked him, uh, Jim Harbaugh asked him he want to make a return to the NFL. Boy, stay your ass in college. Right. <laughs> I was who he, oh, they, oh, he about to be, uh, they, he about to be the new coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. How you think that's going to right. I heard Jaguars and I heard Raiders too. Uh, I guess you can put him with the Raiders, man, just as a new face. Well, if he left Michigan now, it'll seem like he running because, you know, it's like he finally got over the hump be Ohio State, but then it's like he running now because he's like, man, I don't think we can beat any SEC teams ever, so we ain't going to have a chance to win a football playoff. Yeah, they yeah. Both them and Cincy were disappointing. Even though we, we most likely knew that it was just going to be a rematch of the SEC championship game, and Bama probably going to win it all again. Yep, sadly. Nick Saban. Like, I, I mean, I don't really be watching like that, college football anyway, but, I mean, I tune in sometimes, and it's the championship game, and obviously I'm going to go with Bama because it's just like yeah, Georgia. everybody fold everybody fold when they play Bama. Especially Georgia. They do it every year. Every year. I'm just, I'm disappointed, man. I wanted to see something different this year. I at least wanted, I knew Cincinnati was going to lose, but I thought Michigan had a little chance against Georgia to potentially beat them. It wasn't even close. It, it it was it wasn't even close at all. Like from the jump, it was a wrap. I don't I don't even want to talk about it. I'm dis I'm disappointed, man. Even even yeah. though we already knew what it was gonna be, it's just like man. We tired of seeing the SEC every didn't, year. <laughs> didn't think it was gonna come out that way with them just getting demo- both teams just getting freaking demolished. For real, man. College football, just the whole playoff system and the bowl season system is just like it's just broken right now, and it's no parity whatsoever. The SEC gonna continue dominating for the time being. Like nobody else really have a chance. So it made college football just too predictable, man. Which takes takes a lot of the fun out of it for me. That's why I don't understand why people can say that college football is better than NFL football. First of all, I don't like how it's no defense being played. That's one thing I hate about college football. Like it's at all. It's always only one good team that play good that play defense. Like and Georgia is that Georgia is like the only team that plays legit defense. <laughs> And yeah, it has a top defense every year. Yeah, yeah. it's really Georgia. I would say Notre Dame occasionally, Florida occasionally, maybe some Cali schools occasionally, but usually it's just Georgia. Yeah, so it's just I remember I watched uh, Utah and Ohio State game over the weekend, the Rose Bowl. Every possession literally was like a touchdown, field goal. I, I didn't see hardly any punts the whole game. I can't. Back. I can't watch that. I, I in my opinion, I can't watch that all the time. I want to see somebody getting stops. I want to see interceptions, pick sixes to the house. I don't want to see scoring every position. In my opinion, right? It's like you playing Madden on rookie mode or something, man. Exactly. Just arcade. Yeah, but. It's still fun though, cause it's football. But it's just—it's not the style of football that I want to watch all the time. Right. It feel very like arcadeish, simulation type. Like just—I don't know, video games. But yeah, we—we we probably we'll keep you updated as usual. Most likely next when we come back on, Bama will be the champions. Most likely, bearing 
a surprise upset by Georgia, but Bama most likely will be the champion. If, if Georgia do win, man, shout out to shout out to Georgia sports, man. Look, look the Braves gonna start gonna go ahead and start the trend, hey, man. Hey, the Georgia sports <laughs> curse will be broken for real. Georgia pulled out. That's what I'm saying. Atlanta, look, the Braves, look, your team started it, man. <laughs> real, maybe the Braves broke the curse, man. We'll, we'll find out next Monday, though. Hey, but we got to keep with these football topics. But I, I got to let you start this, this next topic, off, okay? This your boy and your team. We, I got to let you start this one, though. Oh, yeah, you talking about the, the Antonio Brown situation against the Jets, man. So, I ain't going to lie to you. I thought they was going to lose, so I turned the game off, and I just watched us put 50, I watched us put 50 up on the Jags. You feel me? So, But then I seen, I don't know why I always be doubting my boy, you feel me, because I be scared. But, you know, they came back as usual. But it was in the third, it was in the third quarter, right? I think it was in the third quarter. I don't know. We... Honestly, we don't know what happened. It's it's rumors that A B was too hurt and he didn't want to go back into the game after Bruce told him to go back in there, so Bruce told him to get out. But the thing is, they can't make you play. So it's just like why like if you if you didn't think your ankle was strong enough, why was you playing in the first place? Because they, they can't make you play. Second, they was like, oh, he got mad because the incentives and stuff. A lot of people been saying that bullshit. But I'm just like, it's the same time. Oh, this is the same dude last year. Tom Brady got him, his catches, got targeted him to death last year. And I think, I forgot who it was against. But they going to make sure he get them incentives. He was 55 yards away from $333,000. I think he was a touchdown, a touchdown away from $333,000. And I think like eight catches away. Or five, but he was gonna get those regardless. So that was stupid. But this, this last one, this last one really pissed me off though. I'm not sure if it's true. Skip Skip Baylor says somebody close to AB said this will happen. Apparently, he was he was mad that Gronk Gronkowski was getting Brady was going back to this boy Gronkowski right because Gronk had a monster game against the Jets like seven for one fifteen. And apparently Brady, you know, AB was, you know, tweaking. Brady asked him what was wrong or whatever. But the thing is, I don't think that's true because they was on the field at the time this was happening. Cause they would the Bucks was on the field for a third down while he was having his little outburst. So maybe this happened before they went on the field or what? Cause they say he refused to go in two series. But Brady asked him what was wrong, and AB said some bull like, Oh yeah, I see you going back to your boy Gronk or something like that. See, in my opinion, that that's the really the one that pissed me off. I'm hoping that's not really what happened. Cause if he if A B really had the nerve to say some shit like that to Tom Brady after he did what he did to him, bro, he's a whole period. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like, I I honestly don't care. Like, the dude had you in his house with his family after all those allegations you had, and you just quit on him, you feel me? That's why I'm just hoping it's not him getting mad because Gronk was getting getting the targets that game. Like Gronk is not better than Antonio Brown all the time, which is a fact. So, I know I, I know I'm rambling a lot here, but yeah, I just I was real passionate about that because I feel like he just spit in my boy Tom face, and I didn't I ain't appreciate it. But we we just got to figure out what happened for sure because it's all these conflicting stories that's not making sense. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Like it's so many stories out here right now, but the point Blake is Antonio Brown, man, it's a, another latest episode in his crazy career. It's just like bro, can never get it together. Every time you, every time you think he got it together, he get getting all these chances. He does something to mess mess things up, and it gets crazier and crazier every time, man. So, like you said, Tom Brady did all that for him. Voucher for him to be on that team. If it weren't for Brady, AB would not be a member of the Bucks right now. Cause Bruce definitely didn't he, want him on the team. He wouldn't have had he wouldn't have had no job after the Raiders when he came to New England. He he spit in my boy face in New England. Only lasted the game. He spit in his face then. And he's spitting his face now. That's why I ain't really, I can't really rock with what he did. Like I don't. When it come to time, I don't really care who it is. Like you disrespect him, I ain't really, I ain't really rocking with you. Like it's not. Of course, AB's immensely talented, which is, which Bruce said he was no longer a buck after the situation. Even though you know the day he still, he's still on the team. He wasn't on the wire, the waivers. You feel me? So right. Brady was like, hold your horses. They said they're not letting. They said not letting another team get him for the playoffs. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, and I feel like somebody will, which is like, I'm just saying that I would. The Chiefs, the Chiefs would do something like that too. <laughs> but yeah, they they really they would be some hoes. Them and the Rams would be some hoes to do that. You feel me? But it's cool. But it's just like 
it was that was, man, that whole situation was crazy. Like we've never seen nothing like that before. Like bro took his pads off mid mid game while it's a play going on in the field. Takes his shirt off, his gloves off, throws it into the crowd, and ja, and hypes the crowd up, jumping across the like it's a play. It's literally a third down play about to go on in the background. <laughs> And he's in the end zone hyping the crowd up and then runs off into the tunnel asking people for rides to the airport. Bird was literally at the Nets game last night. For real, like nothing happened. Just living like regular. Like he just didn't make a fool of himself on national TV. Like every time but you I think can't. AB doesn't, like he just gets to another level. Every time you think he just reached max crazy, he just continues to eclipse that and does something even more crazy. That's why. I mean, he should be done with the league right now. I mean, I'm all for guys getting chances, but he done had like four or five chances. Brady took him under his wing. He just keep messing stuff up. And then I know he might have some – he definitely got mental problems, obviously, and CTE. But like you said, it's the character thing, man. So after a while, I can't feel too bad for guys, man, when they mistreat all all these people that be around. Yeah, I'm, at, at the, I'm about to say, I'm not really – I understand Tom said, you feel me, we got to have – he has a lot of compassion and empathy for AB, but I just can't. He literally spit. This is the second time he done spit in my boy Tom face, and after a while, bro, I just can't. I just can't rock. Like you just, we still won the game though, so obviously, nigga, we don't need you. You feel me? Even though we do need you, like he's won without you before. But right now, he's older, forty four, so he's going to need the talent around him to uplift him as well. But if it's gonna be like that, man, he might as well just go somewhere, bro. Because I, re- I really was not rocking with that. Like you just. You just quit on my boy. Forget the team. I'm just talking about Tom Brady. He quit on Tom, in my opinion. Like, I don't care about nothing else. Right. That's why I like. He should be done done in the league. I don't care how talented somebody is, man. You do stuff like that. Uh, you definitely not playing for my team. I'm not having you in my locker room, being a distraction, having bad character, disrespecting your fellow peers and stuff, man. So, A.B. should definitely be done playing football in the, in the National Football League, man. Like, I'm just tired of seeing him get all these chances, man. So. But he, he's still a buck right now, so, man. So we going we gonna to see how that go. Because they definitely need him for the playoffs. But, yeah, man, I could, I could talk about that all day, bro. Because I just, I just really hope he wasn't mad that Grunt was getting those targets. Like, bro, he's better than you all time. Like, that's a fact. Like, I, I, don't, I, did, I don't really understand it. And if it's a matchup thing... Why are you so upset? And plus, I heard that him and Mike Evans was gonna have a low snap count anyway. So I really, really, I really want to know what like what was said and what happened. And bro, the thing is, even if he ain't get the record this week, you know who they were playing next week, and you know he gonna. Bro, they had a whole nother game. That's what I'm saying. Niggas that was talking about the incentive stuff was stupid because they had a whole nother game to get them. Like that was the that was the dumbest thing I heard that day was yeah. the incentives. Like against the Panthers, like, that, he, that, he just went off against us a couple weeks ago. So you know he's they like bro, they didn't want bro to get his money. Like they they go they gonna make sure that he get his money. Like y'all sound stupid. Yeah, why would they care about a little one million dollars? <laughs> That's pocket change to them. Exactly. But yeah, I can't. I ain't. I can't even. I can't defend. I can't defend this one. Like I can't either, man. It, 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 it was hilarious, but I I can't. I don't even. I can't defend it. I can't. All. I, I want my my fellow black brothers to get chances, man. But AB, like I said, he's just different, man. He he don't deserve no more chances. Just he just not a good person, really, honestly. So man, let's let's get to some actual football, man. Because he, how about I say that? Yeah. That's really what's gonna take up the rest of the football, like news week and stuff. So let. Let's, let's actually get into the the second to last week of the season, man. Because the season yeah. about to come to an end soon, regular season, and I could honestly cry. Because I mean, I love football season. Yep, week. So it's, it, though, um, week or well, week eighteen now for the first time ever. Yeah, hey, I got, yeah, I, I, man. I got a playoff picture pulled up right here, man. So I'm, I'm about to spill the current playoff picture right now, going into week eighteen, the final week of the season. Uh, the two number one seeds right now are Tennessee in the AFC and Green Bay in the NFC. And then and now on the AFC side, the wild card, uh, you got the Chargers right now currently at the number seven seed. And they will be currently playing Kansas City at Arrowhead, who's the number two seed. Then you got the Colts, who's the sixth seed currently. will be traveling to Cincinnati to play Joe Burrow and the Bengals, who's the number three seed. Then you got the five seed New England Patriots, who will go play Buffalo and Orchard Park, who's the number four seed. And then on the NFC side, outside of Green Bay being number one seed, you got the Eagles hanging in there in the number seven seed. They had to travel to LA mm-hmm. to play the two seed Rams. Then you got the 49ers, who's a six seed. We had to go to Tampa and play the three seed Bucks. That would be a good game. Then rounding it out, you had the Cardinals basically rematch this past week 
five seed going to Jerry where to play the Cowboys at the four seed. So it's a lot of good matchups right there. I say right now, us playing the Bills again is tough. I ain't gonna lie to you, that that's tough. On the road to too. You. On the road. That's what I'm saying. Well, we already beat them though yeah. on the road. That's what I'm saying. But, but it, it ain't it, no weather like, conditions this time. It'll be you know, it'll be a different game plan. You had to go. Yeah, man, but it's I'm I'm a still I'm, I still got faith in us, man. Our defense, even though we don't have a running game, so you know Josh Allen probably gonna run a lot again. But I still I feel like we can do it. Like I, ain't, I feel like we could do it. I don't know why. I just feel like we can do it. Y'all can defense and running game. You can definitely win in the playoffs with good D, good but running. It's all, but it's all on my boy Mac and Cheese, bro. Yeah, he it's definitely going to throw the him. ball more than three times this time. Yeah. However much it was last time, you got to throw yeah, the ball. Yeah, but they say he he. Like I said, I'm sad. I'm satisfied. Like I said, I'm satisfied. Satisfied with this season and with him, but I know he's gonna have to be better. Which I don't. I'm I'm ready to see if he can he can be better within within this system when we get better weapons around him. Because we saw what he could do at Alabama when he had weapons. So it's just like maybe maybe we'll end up getting some weapons and we'll see what he can do. Facts. I'm re- I'm really loving all these matchups for real. All these first round matchups to be competitive, like the Colts and Bengals. Chargers and Chiefs, like the Cardinals, Cowboys, 49ers, and Bucks. Like these these are great Man, matches. I'ma need whoever playing the Bucks to put my niggas out. They misery. I can't. <laughs> I don't even want to watch. I don't I don't want to watch another wild card with the Bucks. Yeah, I don't I don't want to watch it because the defense is terrible. You know, even though you know Levante was put on IR, you know, Lenny, he I don't this thing, I don't even know if they Lenny coming back. I, I don't know. I know Levante coming back for sure. I don't know about Lenny, you know, the hamstring. Chris Godwin being out for the season. The defense is being trashed. They had Zach Wilson out there dealing on him for three and a half quarters. Yeah. The Jets. Huh? Even, though Mur- even though Murphy Button and Jamel Dean did get there late because, you know, they, they had just tested negative the night before, so they had to catch a flight from Canada, so they got there late. But still, even with them in there, the defense is trash. With the starters, the third string, second string, the Buccaneers defense, the secondary mostly is trash. <laughs> now, the only good thing is, like, if y'all play the 49ers. My, my bad, bro. Shaq and JPP being out, too, oh, yeah. the last game, but they should be coming back for the playoffs. That's the only thing that's going to be the saving grace is that if but they've been getting ran on too. That's the thing. Yeah. So it kind of sucks. But if they can, if they can stop the run game, I feel like they'll be able. To, they could, they could beat the 49ers. Yeah, because you be playing a rookie can't. quarterback too. Trey Lance, he getting thrown into the fire right here in the playoffs. Yeah. So I think y'all had advantage just but, because he a rookie quarterback. But the, but but they let every quarterback look like a pro bowler against them. That's what. That's the problem. Yeah, but what the Bucks proved to me last year, though, they they turn it up in the playoffs. I think they're gonna do it again. The defense, I think they're gonna turn I, up. I don't, I don't, I don't. <laughs> I, do. I, I think they're gonna turn up. Bro. I don't know how y'all be seeing it, thinking that they will. I just, I just can't see it, bro. Tom, some about Tom Brady teams, he be having that voodoo magic going or whatever. But somehow in the playoffs, every year they find ways to grind out wins. I don't know how, but they find ways every year. Until they lose, I'm gonna stay on the Tom Brady train. He gonna continue to find ways to win. Yeah, <laughs> speaking of him, he need he need that MVP ASAP. Even though they probably gonna give it to Aaron Rodgers. Right, Aaron Rodgers got it locked though. It's a route. Fool, no, it, why? No, just he do this every year. We know he's gonna he give it to the game. <laughs> and he and look the best of best ability is availability, and he missed the game. My boy ain't missed not one game. Leading the league in all these passing categories, that all these other quarterbacks won MVP for when they when they won it. But when he do it, nobody don't want to give it to him. But it's cool though; it, it's absolutely cool. That, that's why I don't like they do the. They just be they overshadow overshadowed Aaron Rodgers. I mean Tom Brady with Aaron Rodgers in the NFL. They overshadow his accomplishments at forty four, overshadowing him talking about Le, what LeBron James is doing in the NBA. Like he not playing football at forty four, but it's all right though. We just go keep getting overlooked. You feel I'm me? About to say, bro, don't even worry cool. about that, bro. All you gotta it's do, cool. all you gotta do to forget about that is do what you did last year. Just go in the Lambo and beat him. That's like everything. Who cares about regular season MVP? We can do that. It just it would just be nice for him to have it though. Like it'd just be nice for that. But I cause cause Aaron, you know, always 40, t- 40 touchdowns, three interceptions. He do this every year. At some point. It's not. It's no. It's no voters fatigue. 
They talk about voters for T with everybody else but him. If it was voter for T for real, neither Brady or Rogers would get it, and they'll give it to Jonathan Taylor. But that's not gonna happen either. If it was voter for T, or Cooper Cup, or Cooper Cup, I would love to see that though. Yet. I would love to see. Some they not. They, they, it's, that's not happening though. I know it. Just, just because it's Aaron Rodgers, man. I be, I be sick of it, bro. That's why I don't be. That's why I'm a fan, but I just don't be rocking with these players like that because it's just like they not, they not him. They, they not the real twelve. Like I don't. But I wouldn't even get worried up about it because I'm never hype. You know, with the Packers getting the number one seed, it honestly don't mean nothing because they never take advantage of it in the playoffs. Never. The defense, they just put Jair back on the COVID list too. And I think he just got took right off of it. But, yeah, NFC going through Lambo, man. We're going to see who can take him down. I don't trust the Rams. I, I, honestly, I don't trust I any don't. team in the NFC right now, for real, for real. Nah, not not really. I don't trust not Dallas, really. the Cardinals, the Rams. Maybe it's a dark horse. The only team I really trust is the 49ers is a dark horse. And for real, man, because, I mean, all these top NFC teams. Because they, they seem to have Green Bay's number, even though the Bucks have Green Bay's number two, though. Yeah. I added, the playoff team that has named, do you think there's a team currently outside of the playoffs who will sneak in, sneak in there and week 18 and get in, like, let's say Baltimore or somebody like that? Baltimore ain't sneaking in nowhere without Lamar Jackson. So is he out this coming week again? Probably. Oh yeah, if he out, it's a. I about to say, I about to say they done lost too much now. They done the division game. They done lost too much without him now. So it's just like they, I feel like they it's over for them now. Yeah, I think I feel like they still have a chance. If they beat the Steelers, by it, some other teams will have to lose for real. So yeah, it's a wrap for them most likely. Everybody is banking on the Jaguars beating the Colts. That's that's what really everybody really banking on in the AFC. Could that mean the Raiders, both the Raiders and Chargers, will get in automatically? I think if that. The thing is, if we were, if we win, that but it's so much stuff in the playoff picture in the AFC because we could still potentially be the number one seed if the Chiefs lose and the Titans lose. Hold on, I just pulled up. I just have, pulled up um, the the um, yeah because we split with the Bills. You yeah. feel me? So it's just like. We could still be the number one seed and get to clinch the division still. Like, Yeah. I just pulled up the playoff clinching scenarios. Yeah, for Baltimore to get in, they would have to win, obviously. The Chargers, Colt, the Chargers, Colts, and Miami will all have to lose also, lose or tie, and Baltimore had to win, so they probably not getting in. I was going to say, that's too much. Yeah. If you gotta, if you got to rely on somebody else to get you in there, you're not getting in. And three teams? No, nah, it's a wrap. <laughs> I'm just glad we, we in there. You feel me? Pat Rice. Playoff balance. It's been a, it's been a long time. Even though all y'all people saying that it's not a long time because we was just there three years ago with Tom Brady. Motherfucker, it feel like a long time because last time we was in the playoffs we lost. So I don't even count that. Then we didn't make it. We went eight and eight and didn't make it last year. And I didn't think we was gonna make it this year. So damn it, it's been a long time. Yeah. Regardless, y'all had a successful season because I didn't think y'all was gonna do all this. To be honest, so even if y'all lost in the first round, it's still a successful season for real. Yeah, when we got that ten win, I was just like, man, I would have, I wouldn't think we was gonna get a ten win season to like three years from now, at least two, three years from now. I didn't think we was gonna get a ten win season. Yeah, I didn't think the offense was gonna be good enough to get ten wins this year, honestly. I didn't either, but the Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith, especially Hunter Henry, has definitely been an unsung signing. Him and uh, Red Sleeves, Matt Judah, man, they. I, that's why I'm so glad that our our pickups actually put in work. Yeah. That's what y'all need two big pass catching tight ends because y'all don't really go deep a lot. Don't really have the receivers go deep, so you you need two big tight ends. You know that can make the little mid catches, the ten yard catches, and end zone catches. And the kill Harry trash ass got to go too. He he got to go. Hey man, he, he got to go. He might go and turn up like Sonny Michelle is. Sonny Michelle just turn up yeah, out of nowhere. He, bro. he ain't turning. He ain't turning <laughs> up nowhere. We we not go. We not missing Sony, and we not gonna miss him. Right, but Sony has surprised me this year. I, I wasn't expecting this win. Hearing Henderson went down, Sony has been turning up the last couple of weeks. I will give it to him. I wasn't expecting it. But you, you got anything else with uh, NFL? Mm, not, not if we not, uh, we not gonna recap, recap the week. But nah, with the playoff picture, nah, it's just it's so many scenarios going on that we can't even talk about everything. Right, but ne- next week. When the playoffs, all everything the will be set in stone. So we'll be able to really go dive deep and make our predictions. So next week, we're really going to, you know, get even more into it. So until then, you know, we'll keep y'all posted. But we got to move on to our next little segment, of course, uh, weekly segment, the staple 
I was on NC. We're doing an NFL player currently from Kenston, North Carolina. Derek Rivers, man, DN. Uh, he played at Youngstown State uh, from 2013 through 2016. While he was there, he set a school record 41 career sacks, uh, including 14 as a senior. He was a three-time first-team All-Missouri Valley Conference player, two-time FCS All-American. He helped lead Youngstown State to the FCS National Championship game. Uh, he finished his career number five all-time in FCS history and career sacks. He got drafted by New England Patriots in the third round, 83rd overall. In 2017 NFL draft, he recorded his first career sack on, of course, who else? Sam Darnold. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think week four of that year. And then uh, he won the Super Bowl with the Patriots, obviously. Got a ring. Uh, and he currently plays for the Houston Texans, man. He definitely been playing pretty good for them. I've been seeing him on the highlight sheet a couple times the last couple weeks. He got a couple sacks going in with the Texans. So, shout out to Derek Rivers, former Kinston High Viking, man, doing things in the NFL. Happy to see a uh, guy from Kinston playing in the NFL, man. So, shout out to Derek Rivers. He'll beast on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, man. Wish I could have Wish I could have went to the Super Bowl, you feel me, that year. <clears throat> when, you, when you won it with my favorite team, man. I would definitely love to just get to talk to him and see how the te- how that team was that year. Just because that one, that was before, well, that was during when everything started to go downhill for real. So I just right. wanted to see how, like, how Tom, how just how Tom Edelman, Hogan, Emmendo, how everybody was in the in those uh, in that in that in that year. Right, so yeah, Derek, man, shout out Derek, man. Derek, if you listen, man, come on the pod. So your master can ask you about all the inside pages information for real, for real. So hope we can have you out here soon one day, man. But yeah, he's our eyes on NC player of the week. All right, now we got to move on to the dog of the week, man. We had a lot of guys, you know, could have gave it to because we've been off off the air the last couple of weeks. So there's been a lot of great plays and great players just turning up the last couple of weeks. Thanks. But I had, to, I had to give mine to DeMar DeRozan, who I mentioned earlier in the show. For those two cold game winners, he hitting back-to-back games, man. Definitely looking like Kobe with the way he was hitting those clutch shots and just the angles he took to make them. And he just been hooping this year, carrying the Bulls, current number one seed in the Eastern Conference right now. So, DeMar DeRozan, you my dog of the week. We definitely got to give DeMar the dog of the week, man, because he really, he really started out the year how he ended the last one, man, hitting game winners, which is something not too many people can say. And it was it, it was really raw. I ain't gonna lie. Both of the game winners was really raw. One off one off one leg, second one in the corner, pump fake, rising over two defenders, man, on some on some Kobe ish. So yeah, man. DeMar DeRozan, dog of the week. Yes, sir. Dog of the week. All right, young master, it's your time, man. MVP. I say, man, I it, it's gonna be pretty quick this week. I had I had a lot of things that I wanted to do, but we just we just gonna keep it simple. Cause I, I've had since like we said we haven't recorded for a while, so I've had these for a minute. But the I know the the one big one that I wanted to get off my chest is a uh, Chief Keith, you know, big big Gucci Sosa himself. Drop dropped the album called Phonem, and in my opinion, I I wouldn't say I'm the biggest Chief Sosa fan, but I I am a fan of Big Glow. And my my favorite songs off of them is Hadouken, and he was de- he was definitely rapping his ass. So everybody say my nigga Sosa can't rap. Just just go listen. The second song we have is On What. Third we have Hurry Up Before the Gate Close. Next we have my favorite song Yes Sir, and I think that is it for that one. And for my second one. It's another Detroit artist that I hold very close to my heart. His name Rio the Young OG. You know, free to ghetto, free Rio. And yeah, his project was called Fiend Lives Matter. Ah, my voice cracked. But uh, three songs that I have off of that. So, uh, his uh, tape is a uh, Chill Side, Bag Back, and No Hook. And no, that's really all I got for the MVP this week, man. Ready to see who's gonna be the first drop of 2022, man. Which one of and which one of my favorite artists is going to be dropping this year, man. So, yeah, we we, we looking forward to uh, new music this year, man. So, yeah, MVP, man, we out. Bet. Y'all heard it as usual, man. New year, new music. So, check out Young Master's suggestions, man. You will not be disappointed. All right, man. So, we, we done made it through another episode. First episode of the new year, 2022. 
Uh, I got to give a couple shout-outs, man, to a couple players. My final thoughts here. Uh, first, I got to mention Big Ben, longtime quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, yeah. He played his last, last game. Dance. Yep, last game at Heinz Field. Uh, one. It was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> he got to do it, though, so, I mean, hey. Yeah, he got to do it, man. Man, no. <laughs> Fuck the Browns, Kevin Stefanski. I love Baker Mayfield, but fuck you too, cause I lost the fantasy because of y'all these, cause y'all did not want to give Nick Chubb the ball. And it's just like he's the best player on your team. Why do you continue to have your quarterback that has a fractured shoulder and a torn labrum to throw the ball and cost you the game? Made no but sense. Shout out, shout out Big Ben catching his last dub at Heinz Field, man. It was it's a cool moment, even though he Threw the ball 40 times and only had 123 <laughs> yards. He still got the dub. Shout out. Najee Harris was the MVP, though. Hey, yo. And TJ Watt. Hey, YOLO, bro. You go out strong, man. You might as well sling it out there. You got nothing to lose. <laughs> he, he wasn't slinging it, though. No, bro, he didn't have a... I swear he didn't have as many passes past 10 yards, bro. He was, I know. <laughs> it, 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 was, it, was, it was sad to watch. It was. It was, also, it was also joyful to watch, man. Go miss watching his big ass hobble out there trying to, trying to throw the ball looking like... Philip Rivers. Yeah, it was time, man. He probably retired last year, but I mean, he's definitely gonna be a Hall of Famer easily. The one, two Super Bowls with the Steelers. Never had a losing season there. Also, shout out to Mike Tomlin, who's still yet to have a losing season. Black head coach out here, man, winning the course. Shout out to Mike Tomlin for that. Also, you mentioned fantasy. Uh, you know, fantasy minute is done for the year. Obviously, the fantasy season basically over. We enjoyed doing it while we did. Sadly, both yeah. me and Young Master teams lost before the championship round, so. Dylan and TJ back in the championship round in our league, man. So, hey, disappointing years of fantasy, Willis. Yeah, we don't even, I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah. Free nature. <laughs> We're going to start off strong again next year, though, man. We will be back. Trust us. And uh, I got to get one more shout-out to my boy Kuz, Cal Kuzma, man, former Laker, obviously. He went off last night. 36 points, 14 rebounds, 6 assists, 13 for 26 from the field, and the Wizards got a dub over the Hornets. Good to see another young former Lakers player do pretty well in a new environment, man. Uh, he always had the talent and just was lacking the consistency. And, you know, the pressure of LA can get too much for players, but I hey, had to give Kuz a shout-out, man, for doing his thing in D.C. Kuz. Yes, sir. You got anything else? Nah, I don't think so. I just need A.B. and the Bucks to get that shit together. Yeah. A.B., man, get your mess together, dog, man. You, you should be better than this, but, hey. You know, he messed it up for himself, man. But, yeah, we got to leave it at that, though. Once again, y'all, thanks for listening to another episode of 2412. We back better than ever. We back again next week, of course. Uh, but, yeah, it's your boy Jalen signing out. It's your boy Keetwan, a.k.a. Master, man. We got this thing. Yes, sir. Dang. Deuces.